My name's Kimberly, and I'm founder of Who Get In The Early Years, which is an international hub to support early educators be the best version of themselves by creating a perfect blend of professional knowledge and development alongside value in their well-being and self-care. So hi, welcome back to my Who Get In The Early Years podcast. So we are on week two of my book club, which is the focus for this full season of this podcast. And we're looking um, in depth at my new book, Bringing Who Got Into The Early Years. Now, hopefully you caught last week's podcast where I talked about the purpose of the podcast and how we would focus on a different chapter of my book each week and that I was encouraging you to work along with me, make notes, reflect on your practice, your well-being and start making some changes. Um, If you would like to work along with my book, Bringing Who Get Into The Early Years, you can purchase this through Rootledge directly, which are the publishers, or you can purchase it through all major bookstores and online at places like Amazon. It's also available to download for Kindle um, and tablets as well. So last week we had a look at what HUGA actually is and I shared some of my HUGA journey with you to help set the scene and set the context about where HUGA came from and how it's impacted my well-being and my practice in early education and how I've since gone on and supported 10 of thousands of early educators now around the world. Now, as I said last week, this podcast is is very um, raw, it's unedited because I have just had a baby and as I speak and record this podcast, my little baby's just at the sleep, just at the side of me asleep. And in all honesty, I haven't got the time to be editing and adding fancy music intros like I might have done previously. Um, but what's important to me is just getting this content out there for you to support your practice. And it's been lovely to receive so many messages from those that have listened in the last week, just telling me how grateful they are for taking the time to create this for you so do let me know do send me a direct message if you listen or write me a review um, over on iTunes or Spotify just so I can see that I'm not talking to myself and that it is worthwhile me doing this. So today we're going to start with chapter two which is all about managing your time. If you're following along with the book we're starting on page 18 today. So When I was working as an early years leader, I often felt like I was half running into work. I was probably eating my breakfast at the same time as running into work. Um, I felt like I was just multitasking constantly and I was becoming very aware that my to-do list wasn't ever finished. I never managed to tick everything off it. In fact, my to-do list would grow each week. And this this wasn't great. I was creating a feeling of busyness in my day. And I was sort of led to believe that being busy was a sign of being successful. Like, I don't know why, but I thought, oh, successful people are always those that are busy. They've got lots to do. They've got no time to do things that they enjoy because they are so busy. But when I started to unpick Huga and how the Danes live, I started to discover that actually they didn't live in such a busy way. They were really efficient with their time. In fact, they tended to work quite a short 
day in comparison to what we might work here in the UK or maybe in America, with rush hours starting between 3 and 4 p.m. in the afternoon. So you might be able to hear the little grumbles of uh, baby Oliver in the background. <laughs> I do apologise. Um, so, yeah, their time on an evening could then be spent doing things that they enjoyed, things that gave them purpose in life, things that lit them up. And I really liked this. I liked that they didn't save all the best moments in their life for the next holiday or for the next weekend and wishing their life away. I went to an interesting um, talk at the Happy Place Festival run by Fern Cotton a couple of uh, years ago, where the speaker was talking about how they had um, turned 40 that particular year and they'd counted in a very morbid way how many days on average they had left of their life. So it does sound a little bit morbid, I know, but they worked out this number of days and they made it well, they made it very clear in their mind that actually when you look at that number, you want to make every day count. And think of how many lost days you would have in life if you just wait to have your best moments at the weekend or when you've got your next holiday. So this really stuck with me and it made me think, right, I need to start living my days in a better way. So as I spoke about last time, I created a bit of a list of things that lit me up, things that I enjoyed doing. These weren't big things. They were little things like on a summer's evening having the time to water the plants um, and just wander around the garden and looking at what was in bloom it was about that nice cup of tea on a morning it was about eating fresh seasonal food all of these things made me feel happy and so I started to build them into every day but this was only possible because I needed to think about what tasks I needed to achieve that day to make sure I was managing my time efficiently. So um, something that I did and something that you might want to try now, this is an activity on page 18 of my book, is to create a not to do list. So perhaps you are feeling resentful of your job at the moment and feeling like it does rob all of your time and just leaves you with nothing to give back to your family and your friends. And we all do crave that increased freedom with our days and with the way that we spend our time. So one of the biggest things we can do now is actually reflect on the way we're spending our time. So I want you just to take some paper if you've not got a copy of the book in front of you. And I want you to create um, four columns. The first column, I want you to title it your daily routine. And these are the activities that you do on average each day, each week. Then in the next column along, I want you to write time spent on it as the title. And then in the third column along, how it makes you feel. And then the last column, the final column, number four, is does it have impact? So think about your daily routine now and start writing down the types of things you do each day, whether it be your planning that you're doing on a Sunday afternoon, whether it be the cleaning or whether it be going to do your food shop and start to think about the time that you spend on it, how it makes you feel, and then does it actually have an impact? Does it help you um, move closer to any goals that you've set in your life? And this was really um, an eye-opening task for me when I did this. So one of the things that I was spending quite a lot of time doing each week was our food shop. And 
I was realizing that the time that it took me to travel to the supermarket, the time I was in there, the time it took me to get home, unpack all the shopping, put it all away, was quite a considerable amount of my day on a Saturday. And it didn't really leave me feeling full of joy. In fact, I really didn't enjoy doing it. I didn't enjoy um, trying to pack my bags as quickly as I could while at the Aldi checkout, for example. I didn't like having to squeeze past people in a busy supermarket as I tried to reach for the cherry tomatoes that I wanted. And finally, it didn't have impact. It didn't help me move closer to the goals that I'd set, either personally or professionally. So, I had a look at what I could do instead and I decided that this needed to go on my not to do list, the food shop, going physically to the supermarket. I needed to change this to doing an online food shop and this changed the way that I could then spend my Saturday mornings. I could have an extra hour leisurely at home, sipping tea, having a nice breakfast, watching a little bit of James Martin on Saturday Kitchen. Um, and I wasn't having to rush and try and be the first at the supermarket when the doors opened um, to avoid the crowds. So that was one little change that I made. I also made a change to the way that I planned um, the, the planning that I did with my children and um, the planning for the children, the maths, the literacy, the continuous provision. And I'm going to talk more about this as we progress through these podcasts each week. Um, but that helped me reclaim time, which I could then spend with my family and my friends doing things that I enjoyed. So you can see how when we create a not to do list, we're finding ways to then bring in more of those lovely moments into our day because because we're taking out those activities that have less of an impact on us. And also, I think it's really important to say here, and as I mentioned on page 19 of my book, that we also need to develop that confidence inside of us to say no to things. Um, perhaps you are a bit of a yes person. I know I've been guilty of this, where I've said yes to every event that's come up or every invitation that I've been invited along to, because I don't want to upset anybody. But actually, we need to put ourselves first sometimes. And if we're constantly saying yes to things that we don't really want to do, that taking up our time, then that's not going to help us either. So we need to develop that, that confidence to say no. And the same goes for when we're in work and maybe somebody's giving us lots of tasks to do. Maybe someone's delegating lots to you. You need to find that confidence to say I'm working on this task this week. This is really important that I prioritise this one. Yes, I can do that task, but I'm not going to be able to look at it till next week. Or I'm really sorry, but is there anyone else that could do that? Because actually I have got such, um, you know, a lot on at the moment with this other task that I need to get done. So we really do need to, to try and do that. Um, I know when I was talking to some of my childminding members, they were saying that this task was really uh, useful for them to do because what they found was um, that they spent a lot of their time rushing to different play groups, activity groups in the week. And it was breaking children off from their child initiated learning. It was 
creating a little bit of chaos in their day, trying to get the children dressed and booted and ready to go, um, traveling to wherever the group was. And they didn't always find that those groups had the most impact on them. In fact, sometimes the player groups that they were going to became a little bit of a complaining session with other people that attended and they felt like they were being dragged into that. So they didn't always come away from those sessions feeling happy, feeling like the children had got lots out of it. In fact, they came away feeling quite drained. So it's about picking and choosing what we say yes to, what we involve ourselves with and doing what's right for our children. So there you go. Um, have a go at creating that not to do list. And then on page 19, the final exercise here is to create um, three, a list of three things, three activities that have the most positive impact on your day. So it could be having breakfast, getting up half an hour earlier to have a good breakfast that's going to set you up for the rest of your day. It could be doing reflective planning. So instead of doing lots of planning in advance, you do planning on the day and you reflect what you've done the day before so that your planning is really relevant. So that might be having a big impact on your time. Or it could be, and this is something that I'm making sure I'm doing again, is going out for a walk each day, a well-being walk. I struggled with this towards the end of my pregnancy. I felt like I had a waddle and my back was really sore. So I, I wasn't going out every single day. And this was hard because I really do enjoy walking, but now I'm feeling much better. And I really do feel that going out for a walk is helping in my own recovery, um, both mentally and physically as well. So Try and get out for a walk um, is something that I have got as having a positive impact on my day at the moment. I also think it's helping Oliver sleep better when we go out for a walk, either in the sling or in the, in the pram. He's getting that fresh air and he's getting that vitamin D as well. And I do think it's helping him to have a good sleep then. So it's having a really positive impact on both of us. So... There you go. There are a few more activities that you can look at if you've got the book in this chapter. Um, but that's it that we're going to cover on this week's podcast. If you come and join me next week, we're going to look at chapter three, which is Becoming Present. This is one that I really like. So do join me for that. Um, we're going to um, head off now. I am slowly um, getting a few bits out for celebrating spring in our home. So I've just been hanging a few felted spring animals up um, on a um, plant that I've got in our kitchen and I'm also just putting a few table decorations together as a centerpiece in my dining area and trying to bring in some nature um, into that space so I've got um, some magnolia branches that I'm just going to pop into a vase um, and I've also got a few little bunny and chick ornaments that I'm getting out and some spring candles as well. And then I just made an, an exciting purchase this morning from a small business called Happy Crackers. And I have bought some reusable crackers, which are covered in the most beautiful floral fabric. 
And these are reusable crackers and I'm going to be using them throughout spring and um, when we're celebrating a few different events with family. So I can fill these up with special uh, little treats for those particular family members that are coming to have meals with us. So I'm really excited about those arriving. They're all handmade. Um, and yeah, hopefully I can tell you more about them and how I'm going to use them once they arrive. Okay, well, I hope you all have a really lovely week. As I've said, please share this podcast episode with colleagues, with friends that you know might benefit from Huga, and leave me a review or send me a direct message if you've listened today. Okay, well, take care. Bye.